0: Dispensers of pain, don't think I- in the cons, renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts, you might be a trekkie, eh. sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up but not turn to the letter F in your dictionary, and add this word to your vocabulary, take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy, damn it Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the
1: definition of a fanboy, fanboy.
0: Listen up fanboys, it's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Fanboy. Yay! And here's your host, a man who always takes a wide stance, Derek McCaw! Thank you. You're
1: fair and honest.
0: I I do think that. At least that's what's going to help
2: me get to sleep tonight. Yes, indeed. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. With me are my announcer.
0: This is Laud Lopez
2: from Mm MoronLife.com. And across from me, sound engineer, Moral Compass.
1: This is Rick Brett Snyder from L.A. originally, then I moved to San Jose in a little late, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah,
2: well, it it hardly shows. All right, so we've got a lot to talk about tonight, Uh, we've got some interesting news in comics, some interesting news, of course, in movies, a lot of things we're very excited about in comics to film news, some television stuff, Uh, Lon had come up with an interesting video game tidbit, but first, we got, oh,
0: really, we got letters. You know what time it is, Derek? What time is it, launch? I guess that was a little late, but um, it's, mail um, it's mail time. Ding, mail ding, time. Ding, 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 ding. Do do ding, ding, ding. Mail time. Really?
1: Okay. I don't know. I just I did that right now. So. That's bizarre. <laughs> okay, well. Uh, Gee, we could have paid $5 for a jingle, but you made no, one up. We could have. We
2: could have. Yeah, An actual artist uh, emailed us this week. So uh, let me give him the plug up top. His name is Chuck. Uh, Chuck uh, actually is has... Uh, a website called Anti Normal And again, I didn't have a chance to actually look at it, so. Spell that. A-N-T-I-N-O-R-M-A-L. Uh, a N T I N O R M A
1: L. Right, as opposed to your Anti Normal.
2: Right, but yeah. my Anti Normal died. Thanks for bringing it up. Yes, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That was a touchy subject. Okay, it was. But uh, anyway, he writes very politely uh, Hello, fanboy gents. I enjoy hearing your podcast each week. As a cartoonist, podcasts are a perfect way to focus my attention and keep me at my artboard. Modern media, media has given me a short attention problem until podcast came along. Thank you for consistently well-made and interesting weekly cast. You're welcome. Okay. Um, wait, wait, the, the, wait. wait. That's what, mine. What, what did he say about me? Uh, well, there's a couple <laughs> things here.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, nothing. Uh, yeah,
2: Lon Lopez has a subscription to Playboy. That is so modern, gentlemanly of him. Really? LOL. Really? Did he say that? Yes, LOL. he did. That's awesome. And it says, uh, "Cable, baby from the future." Joan Connor, Cable's midlife crisis. LMAO. Why the last non-scroll, Bwahaha, Blue Beetle, sounds intriguing. So he went and ordered the first trade on our recommendation. We're all informed and goofy. It makes for great on-air chemistry. And let's see what else. He heard – and I hadn't heard this rumor, so let's uh, – I, or I didn't hear this rumor was alive again. The Jack Black may be playing Green Lantern, and it's breaking his heart to think that. And the last I'd heard was still no. Now, was there gone. was a television writer uh, just gave an interview last week and said he was br- br- being brought on, I can't remember who it was, to write a draft of the Green Lantern yeah, movie. that was so a couple still, months ago, I think. But, uh, well, it, it, but I we,
0: thought everything shut down when Common was. Yeah, but it
2: came, b- no, because because they're still thinking of individual films that have nothing to do with the Justice League movie, mm-hmm. which is apparently
1: back on as well. Right. Um, just a second. I really want to... Jack Black as Green Lantern? Yeah. I'm not... But that rumor was... I, Jack yeah. Black as Bouncing Boy, maybe. Jack Black as Plastic Man,
0: maybe. maybe. No. I'm just saying. No. I'm no. saying maybe. I said maybe. Did I know no. maybe after it? No. Okay.
2: No. Uh, because, uh, yeah, Jack Black as Bouncing Boy. Well, the rumor had had been actually that Jack Black was going to play Kyle Rayner. Right. That was like three years ago, four years ago, and then yeah, but the, here's, here's and then they just, all
0: backtracked, including Jack Black.
1: Okay, maybe I should just withdraw and say Jack Black does not have the physique for the average no. superhero. No, he doesn't. But I
0: think here's the thing: back then, DC didn't have Superman Returns, and Nev Dark Knight or Batman Begins. I mean, they
1: hadn't they didn't have Superman Returns, so they hadn't lost all.
0: Well, no, what I mean is they didn't have real franchises coming yet. And so they were kind of like, well, Jack Black, box office star, right, right. We that have a title; of, we can maybe throw him that in, sort of thing. Let's make on. a wacky movie and see what happens. Whereas,
2: I still think right now, the when you talk about film adaptations, it really has become the the uh, the franchise is the selling point, right. not the actor, unless. I mean, the exception being, of course, you you can't revive Indiana Jones. Unless the actor destroys
1: the franchise.
0: Right. Right. But then you also had the success of, like, X-Men and other things where they're like, oh, we better take this serious because it'll make more money if we do What
2: I'm saying is, uh, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to go see Iron Man because, ooh, Robert Downey Jr.'s in this. They're going to go see Iron Man. He was great
0: in Chaplin. Yeah. He was. I'm just saying, people aren't going to say, like any Chaplin
2: fans aren't running out to see Iron Man is my point. Right, so I'd like to say, Chuck, don't don't worry about it. I don't think it's going to happen.
1: We'll worry for you, Chuck.
2: Yeah, thanks. I'm still going to go with, I want Paul Rudd. I would like to throw Paul Rudd out there as a Hal Jordan figure.
0: I don't think he's macho enough.
2: Did we not? Now s- I
0: think David Boreanaz did, did the voice. Uh, did some, uh, oh, New David Frontier? Boreanaz he'd be a great. he
2: be a great Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan. Yeah. But may I also say, someone sitting at this table thought that Robert Downey Jr. wouldn't be a good Tony Stark. And didn't you? Eat no, you're your right. Words? You're right.
0: I agree. Well, it's not. Th- I always said from the beginning he was a great actor. So I never. I w- but I just wasn't sure on the you casting. And so
2: well, when, when I think Paul Rudd's a great actor, right? No, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I
0: don't know. I you just know said he's
1: put, not macho now. You know who I'd choose as, uh, as Green Lantern would be uh, uh, Matthew Fox. Matthew Fox would be a would good. Would Green Lantern be crying? Let his hair grow a little or, longer. Yeah.
2: Well, wait, wait till you see him as Racer X, man. He's I just don't want to see him team. cry. I, I don't want to see him cry. Is either. that it from Chuck? Or had uh, uh, some things about uh, stuff we're going to talk about at the end of the podcast anyway. So Chuck, keep on listening because we are going to address uh, not necessarily your opinion on it, but our opinion on something you brought up. I know it's a real tease, but <laughs> I want This is weird. Uh, we want to talk about Spectacular Spider-Man and the Batman oh, okay. finale, and we've okay. already decided we'll we will we'll talk. talking. We're we'll coming to that later. We'll come to those later. Uh, and of course, you can read. I did read. I did ride a spectacular Spider-Man review on Monday, and I've got interviews that I got to transcribe with almost everybody there with Spider-Man, with the guy playing Eddie and Brock. bumpers and bumpers. Yeah, we
0: work hard to get you your geek news, people. <laughs> we try. We do. It's what hard it, to we find can. the
2: time. It really is. But I'm there for you. Okay, and we did hear from uh, regular Rob Cordway, um, who says he watched More on Life last week and, oh, really? and loved my bit. Um, that was hilarious. So uh, the rest of the po- well, thank of the you, loyal listeners. Life, I, I don't know, uh, but he has a question that reads in, that goes into comics, and maybe I don't know anybody else is following besides myself. But he asked, "What is going on with the current run of Batman?" Seems like uh, ever since Grant Morrison took over post the Ra's al Ghul issues. It has been almost indecipherable. It's like a bad badass trip. Since Grant Morrison came in, there seems to have been no continuity, a bunch of flashbacks that don't seem to be going anywhere, dream sequences that get confused with non-dream sequences, strange little mini-me Batman running around, and hallucinations. If you have been following it, what is your take on the
0: current Batman run? Can I respond to that? Please do, Lon. Don't worry, Rob. They're going to kill him anyway. Right? Isn't that the rumor? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, well... They dropped that a while ago.
1: Oh, they they? they yeah, dropped
2: okay. that. Apparently, that's the other thing that's why DC, uh, yeah. that, that DC Universe Zero is going to come out, is yeah. apparently that Grant Morrison turned in the, the script to the first issue of Final Crisis, and they kind of went, uh, Grant, this is absolutely nothing like what we talked about, and that's not how <laughs> Countdown's going to end. And, <laughs> 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 so, and so that's why they have to do this Universe Zero to sort of like go, okay, now we hey, can Grant, you're taking Countdown the madman genius <laughs> a little too <laughs> far. <laughs> Well, he's going to make it sentient. He's going to make the DC Universe sentient. Okay, yeah. can, I, can I have and a real I response him. to that now? Yes, a real
0: response. Now, I haven't, in, all, in in all fairness, I have not read Batman in probably a year or two years. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I've gathered and noticed, though, that Batman is kind of like DC's Spider-Man in the sense that there's a lot of people that are working on it. And, and maybe even with Superman. But so many people have their own ideas and versions of the character mm-hmm. that it's all just kind of floating around and then it just you know
1: and the th- you know i i would tend to agree with you especially in the batman character mm-hmm. for a while i mean i was buying every batman book there was and i for a while i i trimmed it just just down to detective because they were doing it was all the paul dini stuff mm-hmm. and yeah and well dini those were doing some great great, stuff. great single issue stories and even that i petered out on so i'm not mm-hmm. i'm not actually following batman and i don't think as a character the continuity ed- editing has been there and I would actually come to Marvel's defense and say they do a much better job on Spider-Man. Possibly. I'm just saying that with Batman, it's like how many different books come out where it's like,
0: all right, this is All-Star Batman. And then this is Batman, Detective well, Batman, and Batman and the universe Outsiders, Elsewhere. It's uh, like you can't universe compare
1: universe. Batman All-Star with the regular no, Batman. No, I know, but it's I'm just, just saying like that. Ultimates versus I un- understand,
0: but what I'm saying is is there's so many. Ver- I mean, and look at yeah. what we're going to get with the Batman manga or the, the DVD. Yeah. What yeah. was that called, Batman? Gotham uh, Knight. Yeah, you know what I mean. So we're going to have even different versions of Batman. So it's just Batman's kind of their iconic character that they just feel like they can take artistic license on and just explore but, but all the different. In the
2: main books, they are trying to tie it into the main universe. And the thing that I answered, Rob, is what people don't expect about Grant Morrison's run, in particular, but Grant Morrison in general is he knows the continuity. And one of the things that's been very confusing for new readers is when he talks about this little mini me Batman. Is that Batmite? It's Batmite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Batmite showing up with no explanation, just talking to Batman. Having you know, Batman is he hallucinating him? We don't. He makes a reference to the fifth dimension, so it's clearly following that but but like, that s- s- solution that Batmite was from was was constantly fighting with Mixus Uh
0: And stop right there, Batmite. Was he comics first or TV show
1: TV first? TV sure, show first.
0: Okay. Just wanted to
1: make no, he was sure.
2: comics first. No,
0: he was TV first.
2: No, he appeared in the in the late 50s and early 60s. In the late 50s? That might did, yes. He didn't appear on the cartoon until the uh, 70s series. Okay,
1: I never saw him before the cartoon series, but I mean, you're
2: older than I am. That's actually not true. I'm a good, what, 15 years younger than you are? Uh, so you know, at I least mean, seventy. Yeah, weren't yeah. you? Uh,
0: well, to wrap up on that, yeah. So w- Batman's what, crazy. Just keep reading. No, it. what I what I said was it probably uh, Grant
2: Morrison's run is probably going to be best when you sit down in a, with a trade, because the Ra's al Ghul thing he met, that Rob mentioned is kind of in the middle of what Grant Morrison was doing. He suddenly had to do this whole revival of Rosalagul crossover thing. So the beginning of of his run, Batman gets uh, the Joker gets shot in the face. Batman apparently dies, and they're trying to figure out what it is, and it's it's now paid off like over a year later that, that there was a secret program among the Gotham police to train alternate Batman in case the actual Batman disappeared during the time... That Jan- uh, before I guess before he became is this across James- all the books or is this in no one? just in the Batman title being written by Grant Morrison. Uh. So there's a guy who's on the Venom, not Venom, but the Venom that created Bane. So right. there's this huge Batman who's like this total roid rage guy that thinks he's Batman and is and is killing prostitutes and they're and so I'm trying to stop him. Uh, you know, but Grant Morrison also picked up that that uh, Talia yeah. and and ba- and Bruce Wayne had a son in right. the 80s. You know, so Son of the Demon, Son of the Demon. So that character is now running novel, around Graphic novel, auto series. Uh, sorry, graphic novel, three graphic novels because it was Bride of the well, Demon, the Son of the Demon, yeah. and Birth of the Demon. Even though that was just the origin of Ra's al Ghul, but they yeah. were all hard bound right. you know, graphic novels.
0: Uh, well, I want to I put a period to that. And end they end. picked
2: and he appeared in Kingdom, the Kingdom. Uh, the son showed up yes. as an adult. So. I want to put a
0: period on this uh, letter real fast. Uh, did Grant Morrison write the beginning? Was it was it New World Order Justice League? Was that Grant Morrison? Yes, he when wrote New World Order with the, the White Martians? Martians. Right, right,
2: right. The coolest Batman moment ever.
0: It's. I would have to say that that has probably got <laughs> the coolest Batman moment ever. So if there's anybody Do you remember who, that? this, no. Oh, if that, there's anybody who. Well, maybe let's not ruin it for Cordray okay. if he hasn't read it. No, C- Cord- Cordway, Cordway. Um, th- when I, th- I think I read know, Cordray, agree, I know. Um, but I if, wish Rob Corddry were listening. So if he's Grant Morrison... Not that we don't appreciate Rob Corddry. Cordd, Cordd, we love right, Rob Corddry, yeah. too. No, but I'm just saying, so as soon as he gets a TV show, we'll all watch him. Yeah. If he's confused with you know Grant Morrison's ability or whatever, I would have to say that Grant Moore, Morrison arguably has written the best Batman moment ever in those first four issues of the relaunch of oh, JLA. So the JLA Called volume the new, or, more, I, mean, I think order. you can pick up... That trade, I think, here... At at
2: Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara.
1: Where there's a big golden retriever in the corner. But not always. Okay. Not always. Sometimes it's just Sharks fans.
0: So what do we got going today after our letters, Derek? Well, there we we go. What can our fans look forward to?
2: Well, uh, today comes out a book, uh, "The Last Defenders," a title that has—I don't know if it's really the last time we'll see the Defenders, but uh, <laughs> the next last, the, the, the next last, the penultimate of uh, Defenders uh, make an appearance. Joe Casey writing, uh, Nighthawk, the only the only member of the Defenders that lasts through this. I was happy to see Gargoyle, who was one of my favorite characters from the Defenders in the '70s and '80s. And uh, but then because it's all tied into the initiative, they uh, they tell Kyle Richmond that he can. Uh, Tony Stark tells him he can reform the Defenders. They'll be assigned to New Jersey, and he Poor can't. New and he can't use any of his of the people he knows. He has to use who they as, the government assigns him. What? So the government well,
1: assigns Tony just. Oh, and, uh, and you you got to stand on your head while you're doing right. it.
2: right. So the government assigns him the Blazing Skull. Colossus,
0: Wait, stop right there. I was reading this about this on Newsarama. Who the heck is the Blazing Skull? The Blazing Skull is
2: a nineteen is a Golden Age Marvel character. He showed up again in that was it the New the Invaders? New Invaders, right? And he was clearly crazy. But I didn't read this. I hated the art so much, like I could not get through an issue with that. And then I started read. I like read the last three issues of it. So all I got was he was insane. He's probably immortal, and he still kind of is looking for Nazis behind every corner.
0: Wait, wasn't Blazing Skull in Omega capitalism. Fight too for a little bit, or no? I, I don't know. On? You're
2: you're all, you're touching on another series I really didn't want to read. Hmm, okay. So I don't know. But uh, all right, anyways, that's so, just, so they've so got Colossus, Colossus because the X Men have disbanded as a result of uh, Messiah Complex. And so they
1: can push Colossus yeah, around in, because he's they, a Russian, right? Yes,
2: and then, so there's, so there's wacky hijinks ensue when the World War II hero gets to the Soviet, you know. Uh, although you know they could downplay that, that of course Colossus you know was created during there still was a Cold War, so he does have Soviet ties. Uh, and then the last character is She-Hulk, and yeah, you know I'm tired of She-Hulk being written as this raving green bitch. I'm sorry I've said it, yeah. Uh, but nobody outside of her own book seems to actually have any respect for the character as an intelligent. Jennifer Walters woman,
1: is actually a really cool character. Yeah,
2: as a, nobody respects her as an intelligent woman who. Wants to do the right thing, right? Kind of like Hillary, huh? <laughs> okay, and we're back. I'm cut. No, we're not going to cut that up. But good lord, uh, we cannot make our any political statements. Uh, you know, Saturday Night Live did that, and they've gone downhill. So I used to collect all of Hillary's issues. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Savage Hillary, <laughs> the incredible she Bill uh, <laughs> so uh, the savage she bill you 're right uh, so I, it was just kind of and then you said the thing about you know you didn 't like that the defenders would go into the into the
1: supernatural, and well that was my problem with the book is that they off, all too often they went. They went up against some supernatural character you'd never heard of before and didn't really care about and never wanted to hear about again. Yeah, and so we were well, supposed to believe that these back. guys are threatening the earth. This is
2: tying back. Apparently, the villain there he's using is goes back. Keith Giffen's involved in the plotting of this as well. Uh, is going back to the original whoever they fought that uh, that got them together in the first place. They've done that before. I know. This is like the no, third time. they've that uh, I know. That guy. I know. And I've got you know, I've got no complaint with your complaint. And yeah. I just thought. Kind of a bummer because I and I'm sure they'll come back in, but I wanted to see Gargoyle. I wanted to see Valkyrie. You know what's or cool about finding Gargoyle?
1: In reality, he's a really old man. Yes, which they mentioned is yeah. he
2: is he helps Kyle Richmond fight at the beginning, and he says, "Well, I'm going to go back," I'm, you know, and he says, "Why?" You know, we just came out of retirement. He's like, "Because I'm old,"
1: and <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so they're all used to hanging around with like 20 I think and 30, I, I or think he
2: may be the only superhero whose secret identity's first name is Isaac. Yeah, probably. so you know, and no, he's not a bartender the bartender on the love boat.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice visual. Isn't
1: there a computer named Isaac?
2: Yes, that's on, uh, on Titan. Titan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so
1: did I, did we read it yet? Did you?
2: Read I the read book? it. I read it. And, and, I, and that's the thing is, I just I. I it didn't treat the sw- characters the, the review it, yeah thanks for <laughs> king and well you were you got a new walking dead to, th- to thumb through uh, that it, it just it just didn't hold my attention the art was okay who does the art was an uh, Iman?
0: i'm imamen
2: iman maybe iman yes uh, in
1: between uh, you don't have any preview books do you no okay. oh okay no so how many issues is it going to be
2: I don't know six. everything Okay, six. Everything's, everything's, six. Everything's, everything's but it's been like, like six If it was twelve, right you just kind of go, oh, I'm not going to yeah, up with this. Yeah, you know. But, but back to the twelve man. Love oh, I read that book. It last night. Yeah, love that book.
1: You yeah. know, I even almost forgive them for not doing the Doc Savage takeoff cover. I'm sure it will show up somewhere sometime. Well, there's a panel in the book that that harkens to that cover. Yeah,
2: then I, I, I'm loving that book. And so you know, when I see something like this, where I was like kind of excited because I like, you know, like I said, I like the Defenders. I came in. I didn't read any of the Doctor Strange Hulk uh namor stuff i was the team i read was nighthawk and and gargoyle and valkyrie and iceman for a little while and you know so i like that i've bought them all and read them all and regretted a lot of them
0: Eh, well well you and i agree
2: agree to disagree on the past but we agree to agree on the present so it it all works out i guess i'll agree just do Right.
0: (laughs) right right
2: uh but uh, one that we did uh, did enjoy. Oh, I should stay on Marvel. That we also I, we can sort out because probably one of the problems with the Last Avengers to me was the shoving in the current uh, the, the initiative, the Civil yeah. War stuff. Annihilation this week actually explains how it fits in. Now we kind of we kind of knew where it fit in the tail uh, the tail end of Civil War because. Nova came back to Earth, and they tried to register him, and he said... Nova's assigned no, to Montana now. Yeah, he basically said, don't you understand there's like this there's this cosmic wave of <laughs> wiping out planets, and you guys are fighting amongst yourselves? Forget Earth and left, you know? Which, again, i got to say, Nova, great book. Yeah. And a great book you can understand, even though it's tied into this Annihilation thing. You can read it by itself. You can read it by itself. Really great. And bringing back a character that I was like... I Every now and then, I actually was thinking... What had happened to this character? That
1: was such a great book when it started, but they really tried really too hard to recreate Spider-Man with the character. With the, back in with, the seventies and eighties, su- yeah, with the supporting characters and his lifestyle and yeah, the yeah. and all that other stuff. But, um, and the Spider-Man
2: crossover, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but this revival has actually been really good, and I re- and that's a book I've started really in- looking forward to in the preview stack of like, oh no, okay, this is a week for Nova because. It's cool. It's great art. It's it's great space opera. I thought it was going to be like a Green Lantern knockoff, the way he's been tied into the core. But there, but Annihilation, uh, the the new villain in Annihilation was revealed a few months back to be Ultron,
1: hmm.
2: and so Ultron is has conquered the Kree Empire. He's with the Phalanx, who had fought the X Men.
0: Uh, I'm scratching my head right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I never finished the uh, third the grade. story arc of Mighty Avengers, but. Wasn't he Ultron busy fighting the Mighty right, Avengers? Right, and
2: this is where they finally explain that that they that uh, that the what year we've been going through the Annihilation miniseries and series of miniseries has ago, only then. been like three weeks, <laughs> and they all take place after Mighty Avengers.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
2: So it's like this tie in to go. Oh, well, they actually edited and tried to fi- to make sense of how that. But
1: then, how
0: would that ex- how would that tie into Civil War? Like, how would they know? Or do they go back and go? Oh well, Annihilation's three weeks, and Civil War was a year ago. Those Uh, issues were happening during the Civil War. Yeah, those the beginning. The the first Annihilation was uh,
2: fighting against uh, Annihilus, and now this new the the new threat was the Phalanx, who had been fought the the X Men some time ago, and were uh, children uh, a children uh, race of the Technarchs. Where Warlock from the New Mutants had had been a member. Uh, and so he's popping back
1: up. Children
0: here. of the Technox? Is that what you Technorx. just said? Yes, I did. Wow!
1: Isn't there a connection between that and Cable's virus? Yes, the yeah. Technovirus. Because so there's the Technovirus. <laughs> the,
2: the Phalanx created the Technovirus on Earth. Yes, right. and Cable has the Technovirus as a result of that. Right. I now I, I've kind of enjoyed some of the analogy stuff because it brought back Star Lord and it brought back I think one of my favorite unsung heroes, uh, Rocket Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon. Absolutely, and Bug from the Micronauts. No explanation for how Bug from the Micronauts can be running around with him. I'm just happy he's there. Yeah. Uh, Tick. Tick. (laughs) Exactly. So it's all blending together and it's all going to head into Secret Invasion, which apparently uh, Marvel released a free Secret Invasion preview last week. And I don't think any of us picked it up. So I'm going to be looking on the shelf to see if I can find it. Uh, that's kind of a primer of like what clues they may have had in the past, and see if you can try to add I it didn't up. See that, and apparently, uh, from everything I've read online, it was actually a really good deal—not just because it was free, but actually really like was a useful, good read and fun to. Actually, read. it Did was on, on the, the shelf.
0: Friendly? It was on the shelf, but it was disguised as another book. Oh, right, was it? Because it was—it has scroll powers.
2: <laughs> I got it. Yeah, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare cut that moment. Damn uh, you. <laughs> Damn you. I got him. Well, you did. That was for
0: you, Stephanie.
2: Yes. All right. One of those weird <laughs> things Lon says. Anyway, uh, DC, actually Vertigo has stolen an old, old DC title, which we remember at WonderCon, they were complaining about that. Vertigo keeps taking still, titles, can, and then DC Once can't one of our characters them, goes to, goes to Vertigo, Vertigo, they never come back. back. So uh, <laughs> Vertigo got the House of Mystery yeah only the House of mystery now is not hosted by Kane, and it's not a house Because kane a, is a DC character it's it's a it's a bar well, he appeared in Sandman, which is a vertigo book but didn't
1: Kane show up in that uh books of uh, the uh the magic part of uh, the crisis stuff he,
2: he might have he certainly he was also in Blue Devil, which is a great series I wish they'd reprint there's a Blue Devil with the House of weirdness yeah but uh so it's now a bar where people are stuck and, and it's a bar that where you have to tell stories. So like so it's Callahan. So it's a new, darker. yeah. So a new, um, new framing sequence, basically. But it's still so they going to try to revive the horror thing, but without going back to the old Cain and Abel, Cain versus Abel thing that House of Mystery
1: was. It's kind of so, funny because Marvel's doing that with the Adventures into Fear. Um, I work. haven't picked that up yet. So yeah, because they brought back the um, gravedigger character that Stranco. Originally. You mean the
0: giant monster truck? No. Oh, okay.
1: The it was a character I think that was designed by Jim Stranko for one years. of the few
0: creators from the sixties Lon
1: knows yeah and uh, and so the books are actually opening with uh, a consistent art style for his introduction to the short story and the short story is a man thing story right now okay and will uh, uh, check that out yeah. the first one was actually really good I check just that out the second one today
2: you know um, and then. Uh, yeah, uh just another weird thing that I just want to throw out there. Both uh, two books that DC's put out that I've not been all that super enthru- enthused by, but some people have. Uh Trials of, Trial of Shazam uh, and uh Salvation That's where
0: Shazam's a lawyer or something and he's going through law school. He goes
1: against
2: Harvey Birdman. Oh, that's right. Sounds good.
0: Attorney
1: at
2: law. Okay, anyway. Shazam. Shazam. Where Freddie Freeman has to win the right to get all the powers of the Pantheon to become the new Shazam. I've felt it to be a horrible book because it's like there was nothing in continuity or in Shazam's mythos ever that would lead you to reach this conclusion that Judd Winnick did about how it all worked where Cap- where Billy Batson Captain Marvel has become Shazam himself only the Shazam like it's a figure it's a title and I am just those a, those articles get you into trouble all the time they do tick me off but that's that's not that's not my point and salvation run which has actually been okay kind of interesting all these all the villains supervillains on an alien planet and uh, I did enjoy last month they had Monsieur Mala and the Brain versus Gorilla Gros. Ape Will Kill Ape. <laughs> ape will kill
1: Ape. <laughs> I shout out and to the And remember blinders. and
2: remembering that Grant Morrison revealed uh, Monsieur Mala to be uh, gay for yeah. the brain. Uh, and so yeah. So it's wrong on a lot of different levels. Insane uh, for the brain. <laughs> insane for <me>. <laughs> 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 Wow, that was worthy of lawn. <laughs> anyway, uh, that for was for you, Stephanie. Stephanie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, but both of those series have just announced, or DC has just announced that both of those series, their final issues will be uh, added in page length and added in price. Salvation, Salvation Run and and Trials of Shazam, Shazam will go. They were their two ninety nine books. and Their last issues will be up the page count and be at three
0: fifty. This just announced. Lon won't be buying either. <laughs> no. I, well,
2: I kind of feel like this. Here's
1: why why it bothers me. I feel, I feel like it's like a bait and switch. You know what it strikes me as. Uh, we improperly paced the story. Yeah, and so now I agree with we that. have to instead of extending and, and, another and issue, and we
2: suckered you this long. We're going to get another fifty cents out of you. I oh, don't mind. That's how they get you these days. I tell ya. Would do, you, would
1: you would you be upset if they went if they took it and made it another month and finished it at another month and gave you a whole other issue? Uh, yes. Okay. If you announce it a certain amount of issues, th- then
0: they get three dollars out of you instead of fifty. He said you would 50 be upset. I said I'd be upset. Oh, okay. I thought you meant I know you you're not. That.
2: You're not used to me actually agreeing with Rick. I, <laughs> I just don't listen to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I know. That's why I can say the things I do about you. What? Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I would be bothered because I say improperly paced. Right. Okay. If you are pitching this series and you're saying it's going to be this many issues, you know, pace it there. Especially when you know that there are issues where, boy, we have wasted a lot of time. Yes, and how many how many miniseries have you read? Where yeah, it's like, like, oh, the whole second
1: f- the whole second issue in Salvation Run. I mean, you can, can pack the whole. Yeah, story. so I just feel you know. although the 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 Luther Joker stuff, the conflict, the face to face stuff on that, it's just been priceless. And Vandal Savage taking all the hot chicks,
2: oh, to create his own little valley. Dude. <laughs>
1: he's the smartest man on the planet. <laughs> well.
2: There's a reason he's the oldest man on yes, the planet. Right. <laughs> Come along, ladies, <laughs> and then they all go along with it. It's I'm like, the most experienced man wh- on the planet. <laughs> what did you think Vandal Savage was going to do? You are now just his harem. I, you know, it's odd, but anyway. Yeah. Okay, so there have been some upsides to Salvation Run, but I don't think it just hasn't been well plotted. And I get very frustrated with and that. I would say
1: I, I really expected nothing from this series. Yeah, I shouldn't say well plotted. The premise it's well I said, I said I don't it just hasn't been anything.
2: well paced. Although I, I did enjoy how it crossed over to the Justice League of certain villains, yes. then trying Especially to seek asylum with the, with the League, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. and absolutely there, that's a great idea. And love the characterization of Batman in that. Yeah, wasting our time. You, the, we're being attacked. Attack. Yeah, I know. Ah, uh, wasting your time. You never waste our time.
1: No time. Yes. we're being attacked.
2: Awesome, it's awesome. So, so with that. Another great interpretation of Batman. Let's go to New Frontier. Not the DVD, although you could go, as Lon just watched it. Uh, but also last week they released the, uh, not Secret Files, Case Files. New Frontier Case Files. Uh, three short stories set in the New Frontier Reverse. Uh, written by. Going back to what we said in the beginning. By Darwin Cook.
0: So many versions. Of Batman, mm-hmm. go ahead. That's true.
2: So, but no. this
1: is this is the Golden Age Batman. But sure.
2: the but the new frontier actually had Rip Hunter, Time Master. That was met. that was, was a great really introduction cool. and, it goes, and a
1: little adult too. I mean, yeah. the, 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 the Rip Hunter stuff. At the beginning. Rip Hunter
2: says, you know, some people there, there are there are worlds upon worlds. Some people now claim there's only fifty two, but there's a multitude of, of worlds. It's, it's infinite. Worlds are being created all the time. They used to just call that fiction. <laughs> <laughs> <It was like. laughs> He's like, screw you fanboys!
1: <laughs> but he, while he's talking to you, he's got his gal behind him coming out of the time capsule setting up this, like, 50s bachelor pad set up with those little slung furniture and martinis and stuff. It was just
2: sweet. It was. It was great. And and then the story, uh, you know, uh, Darwin Cook wrote and drew the Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman uh, kind of making peace with each other and
1: their styles uh, I really like that. What a great look on Batman's face when he does the reveal. Yeah. The kind of quirky smile. Well, how about this? <laughs> oh, you're Bruce
2: Wayne? <laughs> yeah. We've been having secret meetings on your yacht. <laughs> That's how you know everything. <laughs> um, and uh, then the Kid Flash and Robin. Robin. And I thought so actually not realizing that the New Frontier special was coming out so soon. I had asked him about that and you know, his involvement. No. I really liked his art. I mean, I, I yeah. like. Yeah. I again I just I just dig these guys drawing in that style. I wasn't such a big fan of the art on Jay Bone. I thought he made the women look a, a little chunky. Wonder Woman looked really round in a way that I don't think Wonder Woman should.
1: Yeah, she was definitely
0: Was she taller and bustier in that movie? In the New Frontier? Seriously.
1: Yeah. I don't think she was bustier, but she was definitely taller. But okay. definitely, you gotta I thought they made her like meteor. But if you but if you've ever read yeah.
2: the original Wonder Woman stories, you know, I mean, she's chunky. Well, she's an Amazon. She's yeah. an Amazon. Yeah. She's she's a I mean, she's a boxer. She's a little you know. She's a little by any means. No, there was yeah. a scene where
0: where the, I think it was uh, where she go, and this is talking about the movie, not the special, mm-hmm. um, where Superman first uh, meets her in, in the Korea. right, 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 and yeah. they stand next to each other, and she's taller than him. It yeah, I think they did do that. Yeah, I so think. I was like, I think they were trying to point out that she was this Amazonian. Amazonian. She's yeah. an
2: Amazonian. Yeah. And there's always something weird going on with that, too. Like, you know, I think which Darwin Cook was setting up there of the the Trinity is also kind of a, almost like a menage a trois. You're not sure who's supposed to be with who in that. Because she refers to them as the men she loves and kal is her best friend. and yeah. You know, and
1: and yet, but that doesn't mean <laughs> we,
2: all know, we all know what that means. we all know what that means. Okay,
1: Rick, come on, come on, we're adults here. The last story, the art style on it, yeah. with, with uh, Black Canary yeah. and Wonder Woman, she was just all circles. She was yeah, just, like, I, I just so didn't, I didn't like the art. It was all it was it was definitely you know com- uh, very stylized, but. It has some great scenes in it because it takes place in, in the, the Playboy, playboy club, club without yeah. saying it. Women in high, se- high heels and stockings. And, of course, you got Black Canary there. What she's wearing. High heels and, and stockings. And, yeah. and, and fishnet stockings, right? But she wears those because
0: she chooses to. That's true. Not right. because some man forces her to conform. But during the
1: course of the story. You go, girl. Wonder Woman's breastplate catches on fire. And she has to pull it off. <laughs> in the, And they don't show, but she's she holding this burning... Raw, yes, out in front of her, yes, yeah, chock full of symbolism, message,
2: yeah. But yeah. well, I, overall, I thought that was a good, I, a little overpriced again, four ninety nine. But you know, the original series was too was well, I thought overpriced too.
1: I, you know, if all books had that kind of art style, I true. Would, but I would if I was enjoying
2: it. it, if I were enjoying books at two ninety nine, the way I was enjoying that four ninety nine, yeah,
1: yeah, you're yeah. right. I mean, it was certainly worth it from that aspect. One of the best books I read. And we should read. mention we both we both touched on the fact that it's got some incidental stuff between the stories. Yeah, the fake the fake book covers. Compl- I mean, you're looking at
2: as like if the hours. as if the yeah, DC had not
1: stopped publishing
2: superheroes. Basically. John Henry he it, so the John, the, uh, Martian Manhunter had a solo book, right? Yeah, and uh, I, think it was a, I think Flash was the other one, but yeah, you know, it, just fun, just yeah. well done, really well done. Movies this week, a, a movie we've been but concerned why, with. Why are you yes? looking at me? Why? Well, no, I'm gonna. What did I do? Do no, no, you like movies, Lon? Do you like movies? Like Gladiator movies, Lon? Yeah. Yes. As I thought. Anyway, a uh, movie that uh, I think uh, Lon emailed me back today and said, I think we called this a, a couple months ago. And I agree because it was an obvious thing. Uh, it kind of leaked out th- this week. Uh, today, actually, we're recording this on Wednesday, uh, that Marvel's uh, president of production, Kevin Feige? Feige? Feige. Feige. Kevin Figge and Edward Norton, the star of the Incredible Hulk, are fighting over the tone and direction that the mo- final cut of the Incredible Hulk should take.
0: Wait, what? An actor is getting testy with the production? What? Yeah, this doesn't happen.
2: Uh, well, yeah, if, let me take you back a few years ago to a movie called yes. American History X, where a director named Tony K uh-huh. and he hired an actor named uh, a little up and coming, Edward Edward Norton, I mm-hmm. think it was. Who um, took the movie away from Tony K and recut Get it to his here. own uh, specifications, and that's the version that was released? And Tony K uh, didn't. Well, I guess he's made a documentary since, but it took him about seven years to uh, recover from the shame uh, that he had felt about having his work totally stolen out from underneath him by Edward An Norton. Actor. And we and we made this call back. I think we may have even made it as far back as Comic Con, where where realized when it was announced that he was there, and then it kind of said. And Edward Norton's rewritten the script, you know, uh, and that's kind of what's going on. So, gee, mysteriously, so Edward read Norton, between the lines, people. who is notorious for rewriting scripts and recutting films out from under uh, and controlling things.
1: He did direct what the he film. he sneak thing. in late at night and get into the cutting room? And- uh, he just
2: argues. He says he won't do promotion. He won't do so, you know, and he's – He throws big tantrums. Throw, apparently. And then he really turns green. Uh, yeah. You wouldn't like him when he's artistic. I'm hold my
1: breath till I turn green. He wouldn't That's like him if he's
2: artistic.
0: I won't play the Hulk. And the
2: problem is, I kind you know, I, I trust him <laughs> because it's like when a movie has gone well, well, well when, Stop right there. When then. guys like Kevin Feige and Feige and uh, Avi Arad were kind of like really running the show on movies like X3 uh, or Electra or Electra, what I what I've seen is guys that don't really know what makes a movie work. And so... Well,
0: who do you trust? Do you trust... Who do you trust with your picture? Ed Norton? Or the guy who directed the two transporter movies? You know what I'm saying? Is this is a trick question. I'm just saying that... I gotta Ed go Norton, with Ed Norton. He's been nominated Academy Award maybe once or twice? Uh, yeah,
2: but not as a screenwriter. Even though he does write. Okay. Often he does go. But write, I'm just saying, like...
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a tough call. Transporter movies, anybody see them? Uh,
2: yeah, I saw the second one. Not very good. No, no not really. Not but I, but uh, Louis Terrier also uh, directed Jet Li Fearless, a- a.k.a. Danny the Dog. No,
0: it wasn't Fear... Unleashed, I think it was. Unleashed, yeah. yeah I'm sorry, yeah, not yeah. Fearless.
2: Unleashed, a- a.k.a. Danny the Dog. And I actually kind of liked that movie. I thought it was w- pretty well done. Interesting, interesting film. So, uh, but I'm going to go with it. Edward Norton is going to give us the thoughtfulness. Uh, and tonight on MTV. Now, by the time this is out, people will have already seen it all over the web. The trailer. Well, we have not yet seen the Incredible Hulk trailer, but I saw the little preview, like the first fifteen seconds of the trailer that they put up on YouTube, and it says, "You know, tonight on MTV, you can watch." And uh, you know, I think you know, it, it looks pretty good. And then Did I, they actually show any Hulk or no? Not in what they released beforehand, but IGN.com. It's only fifteen seconds long. Yeah, but the trailer is two and a, two and a half minutes. Okay,
1: the one they're showing tonight.
2: And IGN.com apparently got a look at it. So they wrote a review up, and they said, yeah, you do see the Hulk. You see the Hulk completely. They had a screenshot of... Completely. Naked. (laughs) All his green glory. Uh, You see the Hulk and the Abomination kind of facing off, running towards each other to, like, beat the crap out of each other, and that's where it ends. Okay. But at, at one point, they, like, basically, it reaches the conclusion that, you know, you need me, you need me, and they drop Bruce Banner from a helicopter... And then they show the pavement like you know totally everything broken up, and then they had a screenshot of the green hand coming out through the pavement, and then the Hulk scrabbles his way out and takes on the Abomination. So, you know, I, I think it'll be a lot more clean in its narrative of the fights when you go back to the Ang Lee Hulk, where it's like what yeah. what happened in that fight scene at the end? No yeah. one can no one can answer. Anyway, uh, so I think it's gonna be a cleaner. Uh, cleaner action i'm still concerned that i haven't seen what the hulk looks like ign.com says looks pretty good however how'd they get a look at it i may have leaked one it. still shot i've seen one still shot of a hand no we saw a still shot of his face that was a painting didn't we agree that that was a cg C G. You know, yeah so i don't know i don't know what's going to look like in action yeah one movie we haven't really talked about this tentpole this summer that they've been trying to hype and we just really haven't seen a lot of yet is Hellboy Two, the Golden Army. And we should be all excited about that. I was a big fan of the first Hellboy movie, really enjoyed it.
0: Really? I did. I Seriously? thought I liked it a lot. Here's the thing with uh, me and my friends when we saw Hellboy the first one, mm-hmm. we're like sitting there like really excited to see it because visually, you know, Guillermo del Toro mm-hmm. is really exciting the director and, and visuals are great. We just sat there and we watched it and we were kinda like yeah, okay, it didn't suck, but it it was just all right. You know what I mean? Like, we kind of were indifferent because it was just like, all right, well, I think they pretty much accomplished what they needed to do with Hellboy, and all right. And then when we heard they were doing a sequel, we looked at each other and we're like, really? Do we really need another one? Well, so-
2: it got the single funniest review I've ever heard at a screening. My brother and I were sitting at the Metreon, and as the lights came up, and, of course, the Metreon also ho- has the Thanks from Another World comic book shop owned by Dark Horse, which publishes Hellboy? So they had you know all kinds of Hellboy stuff available before the screening. Everybody had Hellboy stuff, and so we, my brother and I walk out and we hear somebody say, "Well, that was certainly the best tentacle monster ever captured on film." <laughs> <laughs> and I turned <laughs> to my brother and said, uh, "You got me. I can't really name any others that have been captured, except maybe at the uh, in the Mouth of Madness." No. 20,000 leagues under under the sea. sea. Yeah, but, you know, I knew what he was going for. He wasn't going. Jason the Argonauts. The Kraken?
1: Well, they, they no. get taken down by... You know, uh, I
2: guess. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking he was going more Lovecraftian in that review. But, you know, whatever. Okay. I just still
1: thought it was... Or is th- that Mysterious Island? Mysterious Island? Mysterious Island. Mysterious it's just Island. still
2: the fun- It's just still one of the funniest things I've ever heard after a screening. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, where... It, it, sure, we're, we're at a table of Zorlax, Rick. We can come up with the other things. And there's
1: a whole bunch of Japanese animation on that. Being. No. Yeah. But,
2: but uh, let's not go there because... No. I'd have to edit it out. But for my poor brother who really, you know... He doesn't really live in my world, and uh, he occasionally visits when I give him a free screening. Uh, you know, it was it was it was a rough transition. There you go. So, uh, Hellboy Two has actually changed studios because exactly the original studio, uh, I think it was I think it was Sony, but uh, they they weren't interested in doing a sequel. They shopped it around. Got it. Guillermo del Toro is back. Uh, Ron Perlman's back. This time around, Doug Jones may actually get to voice Abe Sapien, not just play him because uh, I guess Doug Jones voiced him for the animation. It was David Hyde, Hyde Pierce. David so Hyde time. Pierce, yeah. But, and I, I think it's kind of cool. David Hyde Pierce actually would not do any um, publicity for the first film because he felt that he was being asked to do basically hack work because there was nothing wrong with Doug Jones Doug Jones' voice uh-huh. except that Doug Jones does kind of sound like Charles Nelson Reilly on Helium when he actually speaks <laughs> he's like oh I got this story to tell you about being the Silver Surfer oh I can't actually say who I am um, you know so I've been looking <laughs> at, you know now I'd watch that movie Oh, well, there's a Charles Nelson Riley st- uh, one-man show that they filmed before he died that's supposed to be coming out. Um,
0: no, I want to see Charles Nelson Riley as the Silver Surfer. <laughs> I think hey, that'd be great. Oh, Galactus. <laughs> 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 my master craves energy. <laughs> what they can't see at home is Derek is fidgeting with his glasses, oh, glasses is just like, oh, a la Charles Nelson, Nelson Riley. Riley.
2: Mm-hmm, thank you. Things we saw this week on the web, or last week, actually, I put up on Fanboy Planet, but all over the place. Watchmen costumes were released. Ooh. Thank you, Jimmy Durante.
1: Everyone a winner. Everyone a winner. I really like the Silk Spectre outfit. And there wasn't enough. And I'm not even saying that lustfully. So much well, I'm saying it lustfully. So that was but for the, the wrong reasons. So much of that was in the shadows, though, too. So you really couldn't. She was like the least detailed of the photographs they had. Yeah, but it, but it's. I, I'm saying it respectfully. She looked like the Silk
2: Spectre. She to me. did. She did, absolutely.
0: One complaint or one one notice. Okay, go ahead. One observation. Mm-hmm. Is Rorschach look too short to you guys? No, no, Rorschach should be short. Oh, is he short? He's not a big man. He's not oh, okay. He's like a Wolverine
1: character. That's, two okay. one, that's
0: one more thing that makes
2: Walter Kovacs just so damn Well, dangerous. I was just wasn't sure
0: if he was, like, normal-sized, but, like... Well, I knew Jackie...
2: We know Jackie Earl Haley is a is a short guy. He's a short, yeah.
0: short man.
1: I mean, Owl-man's owl costume. The level owl of detail in that. detail. Not, night, that. Owl, night, night owl. Night owl, owl not owl-man. Yeah. Night owl, owl and the owl craft, whatever it is. Comedian. All of it. The comedian looked great. The comedian looked great. And he had the button.
2: You know, the only thing yeah, the only thing I didn't like about Ozymandias is I thought they didn't have to do the kind of the, like, four film kind of thing. Ozymandias in his costume, he struck me as the kind of guy who could have just gotten away with wearing the little, like, chain mail and not been so...
0: But I also thought that that was more fitting to, like, the ceremonious, like, ceremonial kind of uh, guys that heroes okay. were wearing you know what I mean like it was almost a celebrated you know he's a celebrated hero so he would have kind of the yeah stereotype uh, say there might
2: not there might be more than one costume certainly the community mm-hmm. if they do all the flashback stuff the, the uh, com- will be, be go, through would go through a couple different costumes uh, another thing I don't think we talked I know we've mentioned that there was rumor about the tales from the black freighter and Ger- Jerry Butler uh, we did talk about that say that it's gonna be animated
1: Oh no, I don't think. Yeah, this
2: is now it's going to be it's going to be animated. So it's going to look That's like, perfect. So it may look like it's in the style of Dave Gibbons. Perfect, it's, it's, be, a, it's a uh,
1: comic book in their world. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So
2: probably still not going to be in the main film, but will be on the DVD, which I have no problem with that. Yeah. Have they announced who's going to play Nixon? Uh, no, I know that they have a Nixon, but I don't know who's playing it's it. It's not going to be Anthony Hopkins, is it? I I, I okay it, good. I, I don't know. Mrs Nixon the is the only done. person I was disappointed. I I did want to see what Doctor Manhattan was going to look like.
0: Yeah. Naked. Hopefully. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. mean,
1: if they do it right, sure. sure. Who wouldn't want to see Billy up?
0: Maybe they're saving that for the movie or the but trailer. But they can do
1: naked and still make it look abstract. I mean, just look at Angelina Jolie in Beowulf. Yeah, exactly. I mean, really, I, mean, I have seriously just like that. Which, by the way,
2: of course, you know. Let me put in a plug for that DVD. I mean, it's, you know, great regardless.
0: So <laughs> those not in those <laughs> no, so not in three D. She's it's got
1: so, she's got great regardless. So yeah, she's all she's all got the, great regardless. I mean, I mean, and film. he goes.
0: Uh, let me put in a plug for that DVD.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was it. What I was going for was that it's a great movie even though it's not in 3D and there's no 3D Left version. Left me
1: speechless. <laughs>
2: Can I take that again? And we're back. Uh, uh, never mind. Do you want No. Because you
1: know the rest will end in the odd takes. <laughs>
2: You're going to hurt me no matter what I do. <laughs> See, please remember, listeners at home, that I am a geek, and I really was talking about, boy, the DVD is great. But, uh, you know, these guys, you can't say anything with Lawn because
0: sorry, he subscribes I to Playboy.
2: Yeah, perfect. I know, I know. Uh, uh, and an odd – when we talk about Watchmen, which is kind of obscure to the mainstream, but looks like a good film adaptation, an odd title got picked up this week. Harbinger. Oh. Oh. And and that means nothing to Lon, uh and it means little <laughs> to uh to to Rick. Valiant Comics. Let's no, take it back. When you no, mentioned it yeah. earlier,
1: it, it did come seeping back. I won't say flooding back because there was no passion. There was no no no, no rush of Jim fond Shooter's memories.
2: company after he was uh, unceremoniously dumped from Marvel. I
1: just have remember. I have recollection of them driving around in a car a lot.
2: Yeah, they were they escaped. They were like they were. Um,
1: they were like they run, were teens that had. They had. They were teens that had latent powers
2: that got triggered by the. I think it was called Wait, the Harada are you, are you guys Corporation. Talking
0: about the X Men. No, I just,
2: I no, came back no. We're talking oh. about Harbinger, and uh, and then it tied into all their other titles. Like, uh, it turned out that at one point they went into the future, and they fought, and they two of the members of, of Harbinger parented Magnus Robot Fighter. So and this is
1: going to be made into a movie.
2: This is at least at this point. So so they're just
1: trying to tie in. They're they're getting another. It's another comic book character, a comic book series, a property that ties into the X Men. We've got young teens. We've got uh, superpowers. We've got and the no on need the for run.
2: costumes because I don't recall Harbinger. No, they, any I think they're all Harbinger in street clothes.
1: Yeah, so. which means so that when it gets to be a movie, they will put them in costumes. You think? Uh huh. That'd be a good and then You said I Brett just, Ratner. I've heard it's, it's, Brett Ratner. Well, then I'm
2: I'm already bored
0: but here's my thing after superhero the movie or whatever that thing is coming out just superhero yeah su- no that was superhero movie no it's movie is it, is it? Yeah. oh superhero movie okay. so uh, essentially we're spoofing the genre like isn't that kind of the death knell for random you know unless it's a big big franchise yeah can since sell. date
1: movie came out there haven't been any chick flicks at all
0: scary movie no horror films I, yeah that's true
1: you okay. got
2: it epic movie i guess Damn it, a sequel. i guess you're right okay. um and I, I, I saw a little bit, of super, I, aside from Craig Mazin, if you hear this, um, remember me from Comic-Con 2000? We were friends. Um, you know, no, I had I used to have his email, because uh, he directed the specials, which I think is a really great low-budget superhero movie, though it's not based on anything either, that James Gunn wrote. And um, so, yes, did know him. he's one of the first people I ever interviewed professionally. What I like about it is that it, it, it is not parodying a specific, that they did legitimately create their own superhero and their own... This script, talking about for superhero movie. It's a superhero movie. The oh, okay. villain actually could fit. The villain's called the Hourglass, and uh, Christopher McDonald is playing him. And it's a guy who ba- who uh, develops the ability and the necessity to suck twenty four hours of, of uh, life force out of people. Okay. So that's he's going around killing people, you know, so he can live another day. And it's like if it wasn't, you know, it, that would fit in yeah. you know a regular comic book. So that and I think the hero's na- the hero's named the Dragonfly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know. I, it's a Spider-Man knockoff. Yeah, That's it's, it's a Spider-Man
0: knockoff. But how you know Marvel's
2: got a thousand Spider-Man knockoffs right, right. as well.
1: You know, so It's probably the one insect that hasn't been made in Yeah, I
0: can't <laughs> believe we haven't seen a dragonfly
1: before. Actually, I think we have, oh. if I remember correctly. I know we have the grasshopper. I thought there was a, like a Carlton comic or something. Carlton? Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: I don't know. We'll have to uh, see one of the Zorlax we can find. Wikipedia, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, so... I, uh, that looks good to me, although I don't think we're going to get a preview screening of it because none of the other blank movies have had uh, preview screenings. And to be clear,
1: we've moved on to superhero the movie. We're not talking about Harbinger anymore. Oh, no. Because
2: I, well, we'll see. You know, When they announce something like this, it's hard to tell, will that film ever get made? That's I don't true. know. Just because Brett Ratner is interested, Chris Tucker might say, let's do Rush Hour 4, and then that's it. You know? And
1: I have to say, I, I think it's just brilliant casting to make Pamela Anderson the Invisible Woman. I think it's just that's perfect <laughs> in superhero Sorry. movie, in superhero not movie. in Harbinger. That's, that's so much smarter than using. Good because maybe what's her name it, in the regular Fantastic Four. Gal. But maybe yeah. uh,
2: you know, maybe we could see her in digital three D, which is a big move this week out of Show West, this huge con- uh, convention of film exhibitors that the studios have banded together with an investor to invest in movie theaters so that digital three D can be shown, in, and that'll be once it's done. Uh, uh, one fully three. one in one out of every three movie theaters in the in the nation, or movie screens—I shouldn't say theaters, movie screens—in the nation will be will be capable of, of projecting digitally without so, the I, theaters I actually much, having to pay for it.
1: I don't know how much that's really involves in a rework of the di- the ones that are already, already digital. I suspect there's a minor rework of those, but because of the that, 3D aspect, but it, what it means is that it will also those. I mean, you have to assume those theaters will also be able to play the non 3D films. And that means more digital mm-hmm. screens as well, which is a good thing.
2: Yeah, I would agree with that. I've seen enough digital, uh, digitally projected now that I think, yeah, that is not only is it the f- inevitable future, but that it's uh, good stuff. But a lot of theaters were well, balking because the,
1: the The film doesn't get worn out. You don't see scratches and pops and stuff on it mm-hmm. after. You
0: know. I'm going to miss that. Are you? Yeah. Although I'm waiting for them to beam films directly into my brain. So let me know when that comes out. As long as
1: you have that tinfoil hat on, it's never going to happen. Damn.
0: Well, how else do I keep out the voices? Yes. Ta-da! All right. You don't. Uh, <laughs> and that was Shtick by Derek, Rick, and Lon.
2: Thank you. Something being beamed directly to our houses. Um, Day of the Dead, a remake of Day of the Dead from George Romero, Good which time. was uh, was uh, announced in the on heels of the success of Dawn of the Dead. Ving Rhames is but in completely both. completely unrelated, right? Completely unrelated. Ving Rhames is in both to fool people. Into thinking that they were uh, – because a lot of people are being Rames fans and following him from film to film. Did he die in the first one? I believe he did. Yeah. I think they might have tangentially said this was like his twin brother. Seriously. Okay.
1: Seriously may have done that. But uh, – At some point he'll drop the line that I have a twin brother well, I've lost touch of, with.
0: Yeah. It's weird. If you've seen the trailers and you're familiar with the movie um, – He mentions in the original movie, oh, I've got to see my brother at this fort, army, you know, this army fort or whatever. The trailer they show shows this army guy at a fort who's taking in zombie refugee survivors. So you're kind of like going... Wait, is this a, an inverted sequel or connected? Okay. And so you're trying to connect okay. unofficially without. But I don't think anybody. But seen. now it's
2: going. To, uh, it'll be direct to video in the first what? week of April. It's not going to get a theatrical oh, release at all. Man,
0: that must suck. So no.
2: the question I have for you, Lon, would you like a copy of that? I guess I, I, I would. Could, I yeah. could arrange to get that ahead of time. I'm not particularly interested in watching it. I dig
0: zombie flicks. Yeah,
2: but if you'd like to, there we go. Live. Uh, so and I will give you a review on air. See what I can see. What I can do about that? I won't uh, type one up though. <laughs> Sorry. I know. Um, oh, don't worry. I've it's long since given up counting on you. Good. So, uh, another DVD that's coming out that could be practically beamed in your imagination land, South Park, uh, has next week the three part episode coming together, which is basically the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen black dossier done in a coherent <laughs> fashion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. You know it's true. You know it's true. (laughs) Don't understand Alan Moore's Promethea or the League (laughs) of Extorted Gentlemen? Watch Imagination Land.
1: Oh, Alan, I hope you got that
0: one. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even get that. But anyways, um, my question on that DVD is, how did they get the clearance for all of that? Any ideas? It comes under the form of parody. Parody and fair use. And I guess they they don't actually, since they don't name many of the characters.
2: Like Aslan's never named... uh, Harry Hamlin just named <laughs> it as Perseus. So on your uh, parody,
0: I guess you can because I mean, there. Are, I thought you weren't allowed to. Jesus isn't going to sue. No, he's, I, he's too cool for that. But like, I thought you weren't allowed to use likenesses. I mean, no, you can in, for parody. You can really?
2: for parody. Okay, parody. okay. So, well, you can have Mr. Peanut there. Who I mean, the Flash is clearly a major player, but I don't think the Flash ever speaks. Mm, okay. And you know, the, the most of the villains that speak are, uh, you know, the, the, the created Satan those and. Satan and that weird those those weird. Uh, Christmas critters, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, by- but it really is. I mean, that's a funny, oh. funny three-part episode. It's terribly wrong in I places. Saw,
1: and uh, when I saw that, I was I was downloading them fiercely because <laughs> I missed the regular broadcast. I watched it totally out of sequence. I think I watched <laughs> three, and then one and two. <laughs> a, I think my but,
0: favorite part was <laughs> when Popeye started kicking ass. Remember that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was great. <laughs> it's a, it, yeah,
2: I, I was watching them with Goodson. We had to like, freeze the frame and like try to identify as Count many people. Yeah. I so
1: hope that they do – if they do this right, there will be a special edition that will be annotated. So they'll have pictures of yeah, all I know, the I don't know. I don't it. know that what extras are going to be, gonna be in there's there. There's so much going on in every damn frame of that thing. And just that get, was you know, the
0: fun. That's and that's probably why you want to own it on DVD because you can pause it and go back right. and check it and go like ah oh, laugh with your friends and it's it's not for the kids no. who may want to watch
2: that because it's a cartoon. Well, it's South
0: goes. Park. Anybody who knows South Park. No, it's not for kids. I you know. It's amazing yet, how
2: many
1: parents don't get that.
0: It's animated. Let's let the kids watch oh, it. Oh no,
2: absolutely. It was a, it was a very guilty moment for me when my daughter was like two and I went into the back into into my bedroom and with the TV. Watch South Park, and she walked in and said, I want to stay and watch the kids. No, <laughs> you so know. sorry, so sorry. We must now introduce you to the concept that not everything is for kids, even if it looks like it is for kids.
0: That's kind of like when I saw heavy metal animated, and uh, I was like 10. Yeah, yeah. scarred me for life. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I had the same problem with the Rocky Horror Picture show at 11. that was animated. No, no, but I saw oh, it when I well, was 11, it, it certainly scarred me for life. But you know, I used to have all—I have like six or seven South Park T-shirts. Is that, that why you're wearing
0: garter belts right now?
2: I like the way that makes me feel. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I, I had a lot of when I didn't have children. I had a lot of South Park paraphernalia. And now it's like well, I just kind of sits there in the vacuum su- vacuum sucked uh, bag of storage because uh, I can never wear those to school or anything. <laughs> um, another thing I think we touched on last week, and I finally <clears throat> watched this uh, three, for supposedly for kids: Three Pigs and a Baby. The Jim Henson Company is doing th- uh, CG animation. And a new series they're trying to launch with the Weinstein brothers called Unstable Fables.
1: Never saw this. Never heard anything about Never this. Never even heard about it. Yeah, know. in
2: fact, even the DVD says it's for sale only. It's not uh, apparently or allegedly rent for rental. You have to be suckered for sale into buying only. this. You may not steal here this. Here are some film. voices that see if you get excited by this uh, John okay. Cryer. Okay. John Cryer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Garrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Zahn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesse McCartney. Huh? Yeah, he's apparently a teen heartthrob. He mm-hmm. plays this okay. young wolf, and not a teen. Uh, and uh, Tom Kenny,
1: excellent. Tom Kenny, Actually, the local boy, made good. He's in something else. Oh, he did a voice in. Well, uh, he's, he's SpongeBob. SpongeBob yeah. So. No, no, no. He did. I thought he did a voice in. No, uh, no, not that. Not that. He did a voice in SpongeBob in, uh, <laughs> in the uh, Justice League movie. I think I
2: may have. He may have. He does a lot of little voiceover things here and there. Interesting. Definitely. Well, he's the Penguin in the Batman. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, he's just a brilliant stand-up too. I, I've I've heard that he's he's certainly fun to talk to and a great voiceover guy. Uh, and he play he does basically Paul Lind in this one. So I got that.
0: Uh, Have you actually seen this? I
2: did watch this. Uh, Good, and, bad, and fine. it was kind of mediocre. Uh, I, the reason I, mm-hmm. I watched it, I watched it with my kids. I got it because I thought, well, it's kind of fairy tales. So my kids would enjoy it. They didn't rate it, and mm-hmm. I thought it was very you know right for my wife to say. Let's watch it first to be sure. Why is this a kid's movie that doesn't have a rating? rating. And I think that's a dumb decision on their part because there are a few parents that care and look for it. There's no warning. Um, It wasn't particularly adult. It was one of those stories where certainly – so the wolves have this plan that they will plant a baby wolf cub with the three little pigs and they will raise it. And when it grows to be a teenager, it will leave the key under the mat and they will be able to get into the brick house. Now the problem with this plot that I thought, well, if my children were watching, the first question would be, "Where's the wolf's mommy? Yeah. Which which wolf gave their baby up for these years? Right. Uh, it's just kind of poorly. There are some really, there are some good jokes in there, like the the pig that draws, uh, that builds his house out of straw. Steve Zahn, naturally, the stoner pig, that uh, named Sandy plays, uh, is always looking for the latest version of, of Silo instead of Halo. And so he's always spending all this time playing video games. Like ah, clever pun. And that, that, all that after the big bad wolf dies, they all all of the wolves have different two adjective things. Okay. So there's teen girl wolf. There's um, one guy says, "Why don't we just leave the pigs alone?" Thank you, wide eyed pacifist wolf. And then <laughs> and then, uh, and, and then uh, Tom so he, it's not funny, is what you're saying. It had its moments, okay. but not particularly well plotted or that funny. The, the, but the, they had the and, basic
1: scheme seems so involved to get to the end result, it's like the criticism. It, it was like eight. a
2: clever, high concept, but it just it didn't it couldn't resolve any of its of the inconsistencies. Yeah. Tom Kenny plays does the voice of Paul Lind basically, and his musical comedy Wolf, who keeps trying to it's a joke. I appreciate keeps trying to break into song, and they keep saying we don't have money in the budget for this film to do a, a musical number. And so, you know, I think well, that's fun, but you know, overall, and there's, a do- twice, and there's a doc, and there's a yeah, there's a Doctor Strange Wolf as well, a mad scientist. That just.
1: Are they trying to make a series here or?
2: Uh, of unstable fables? Yes. Yeah. So they've already got a next one: Tortoise versus Hair, which will—I uh, don't know when it's coming out. Tortoise v. Hair. Tortoise v. Hair, uh, which uh, is notable only because they actually got Jay Leno to do an acting job. He's the—he's the, he's the hair. Okay, I can see that. And it's just—you uh, know—I know Jay Leno tried briefly in the '80s. There's an—there uh, was an unreleased, buddy... collision course buddy cop film with. Pat Morita, was that who it was? Oh, my God. It has the
0: worst ending ever. You've
2: seen this movie? Yes. Have you seen The Day the Clown Cried? No. No, okay. I'm just curious. Uh, so you've seen Collision Course. Can, we can I, talk can I about just
0: spoil <laughs> the ending real fast? Uh, sure, because it's so Jay 20 Leno, years old. Although Jay Leno had a great line in that. Like, his pickup line on everybody was, you know, he was like investing. Oh, I'm a detective, and I'm checking it. Out, and it was always like he was talking to like a female. Mm-hmm. She's all, hmm, that's interesting. Well, why don't you give me your home phone number, and I'll uh, call you back to I'll follow up on that. You know. So he was always trying to hit on the ladies. But the very end, he's wounded, and, and uh, the bad guy's driving a car at Pat Morita, or maybe at Jay Leno. And Pat Morita just stop it, runs, like, full speed at the car, does his little, you know, jumps through the air, karate kicks the driver through the, the windshield, and I guess you know kills and whatever, and the car crashes. But the 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 special effect is so terrible; you can tell it's like a dummy leg, or an, uh-huh. you know, a dummy, and it's just and it's really cheesy and bad. But made us laugh. We had to rewind it a couple times and just go, <laughs> "Oh my god, that was terrible!" <laughs> wow, okay.
2: I've never met anybody who's seen Collision Course. So well, uh, yeah, damn uh,
0: okay. it, saw it
2: So and three pigs in a. Maybe. maybe not not there, and maybe the tortoise versus hare thing will be interesting. I, I'm giving it through, but this time. It's but I, I do. I am getting tired of like watching these extras where like so this it's also badly animated. A Rankin Bass the Red Nose Reindeer is better animated than this thing in places. Some of it's okay, but when you see CG and it jumps around like that, it's like why? You really couldn't afford to let the computer process another hour. Yeah. You know clearly, but uh, they have these documentaries where they talk about how great their design are. My
1: son wanted his PC back. Yeah, you know (laughs) he's going to play Halo. And and then
2: when they have you know choosing the right voice actors, and Justin McCartney, this teen heartthrob, has to go to the character motivation of his wolf character. It's like, well, you know, I mean, he's a grown-up kid. I was like, please don't make this singing idol describe the motivation of his animated wolf. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know, bitter. We got it. No, not really. Do I sound bitter? A tad, a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, uh, but uh, one that I enjoyed, that maybe there was mixed reaction around the table, that is for kids, was spectacular. Spider-Man uh, debuted this last weekend on uh, Kids WB, CW. Uh, they showed two episodes with the Vulture and Electro, and I really liked it. But I'll turn it over to the table.
1: Go ahead, Rick. I I'm going to give it another try. It left me a little cold. And, uh, and I, I don't want to say cold because I was going to go to my first reaction. When it starts up and the theme music comes on, I'm going, okay, so they got Coldplay to do their the theme or sound whatever. sounded more
0: like Queens of the Stone Age. I, mean. I yeah. didn't actually hear the sound. It so was just,
2: it, but it It sounds was, a lot like that. This is be weird. That one you sang at karaoke that I don't know the name of. The Queens of
0: the Stone Age. Oh, Queens of the Stone Age? Um, spectacular, spectacular Spider-Man.
1: No, oh. It's not even, it's not even <laughs> that poppy. It's not even that poppy, though. Oh, no, my son was totally humming it afterwards. Okay, so, but its take definitely it, modern. But yeah, it was. It was, uh, and you know, okay, fine. It's they they rev the character. He's got the baggy baggy pants and big shoes, kind of almost a little anime inflection, uh, look to the style. But with
2: not, it's not as annoyingly an- no, anime. No, it's as, it was yeah. just
1: a little little influence to it, but. Um, I think they're they're taking they're taking the right decision with making it a very beginning Spider Man. He's still uh, without
2: going over the origin because you already everybody already knows that
1: he's still real excited about being Spider Man and having fun swinging around on the buildings and stuff. That kind of joy you don't see in a lot of stuff. Uh, on it's, there's usually the dark side mm-hmm. of it. So mm-hmm. I actually
0: um, now that I just thought about it, I think this is the first Spider Man cartoon where he's ever been a kid. Is that right? I mean, yeah. The like one, the, the, kid. Yeah, the, the one like on Fox,
2: was like he was in his twenties. Yeah. yeah,
0: everyone he was always like in college or something, or he's always an adult. And this no, is the first one. I think one. that the '60s
2: series at least started with he was, but he was, he was never, school, but he was never a drawn a that way. He no, was, he, was he was drawn yeah, felt very much like, an like Romita, and Ramita was the college years, yeah.
0: Right, yeah. and so uh, it's interesting. So it's 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 definitely uh, my one you know observation of it has been that. It's very kid friendly. It's a very mm-hmm. and not even yeah. kid friendly. It's kid geared. So it's and I not, think that's okay. No, and that's fine. And I have no problem with that. The only problem is, is that as an adult and as somebody who grew to appreciate Batman: The Animated Series and the Justice League series, where it was geared obviously towards an adult, more you know, mm-hmm. an intel- I shouldn't say intelligent, but just you know, more adult, sophisticated. Sophisticated is a good word. Where you know, to me, I can watch that and not feel like it's an animated show that's wasting my time and, you know, whatever. Whereas this one I felt like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing. I think it's good. It's not going to hold my interest for 30 minutes because it's just too kiddy. Mm-hmm. And so I yeah. just kind of watched a little bit of it and I said, oh, okay, it's cool. And it makes me kind of feel like, you know, if I had kids like you or, you know, a little brother or something, I'd go, hey, watch this. This is mm-hmm. cool. You'd like this. So- yeah, it's
1: totally good friendly. I think that one thing that they're doing smartly – you know, we, we we bash Marvel a lot for the one more day stuff, and we ba- and, and but we've all kind of admired what they've done with the brand new day, mm-hmm. and I think this is this is definitely a feed into the brand new day storyline. If you've if you've been mm-hmm. watching, and we talk about what are you going to do to get new kids into into comics. So well, if you've been watching the animated show, and you watch this, and then then you go, oh, I want to I want more Spider Man. It's definitely easier to go from that show to the current storyline in Marvel Comics than it would have been to the older comic storyline. That's
2: true. I mean, I thought Daring, and you mentioned, they've got Gwen Stacy. That uh, What uh, what transferred into a different medium in the last 10 years has acknowledged Gwen Stacy as their first? Mary Jane, the seed's already been planted for Mary Jane and that Anna Watson is there following that. And I I thought, even though it is geared (laughs) for kids, laying out already and the connections and the, the, you know, you've got Eddie Brock working for Kurt Connors. The villain this weekend, by the time this is out there, probably already shown, is the lizard. And you're seeing that. And and there's little logical things there that I really liked was like, you know, Kurt Connors has a robot arm, yeah. but it's constantly being shown as not actually being good for much. Like, he's not a cybernetics expert. He just has this sort of like prosthetic that looks robotic. Yeah. And, but it, it, he's not using it. He's always keeping it in his pocket. Didn't he use
1: it to pick the vial up. He can pick up
2: little things, but yeah. he's not doing much with it. He's usually kept it in his pocket, so people don't notice that he doesn't have a. And, and there are little things because I, I ended up watching the the first one a couple of times. So I watched it once to vet again to see you know is it okay for my th- three year old. Well, not by this time four. Happy birthday, Luke! Uh, that uh, it, to see if it was okay to watch it. Things I, I noticed and appreciated was that Spider Man doesn't fight. It yeah. doesn't doesn't punch. He uses, and I think it's something that doesn't get picked up on. He's a he's got to be into physics. He's got th- part of the fun of being Spider Man is doing the things that aren't blunt, like you know, right. going. If I pulled this brick out, will that ha- will that fall on this guy? And you know, trying and, and just I don't think, and it was missing from the Fox series that sense of look, it's animated, and the way Steve Ditko drew him, Spider Man can move in ways
0: that no one else can move. Yeah, and that's what they're doing. Oh, well, the with one it. cool part, the one cool part I liked was when uh. Was he either falling or, or flying with the vulture, and he just stepped on a building and stopped? Stopped? Oh, that was awesome. Just like... <laughs> You know, it's what just like he was walking yeah. on the street. Yeah, can you do this? And he yeah. breaks
2: himself and the vulture keeps flying. I was like, yeah. Be, that was like, cool. Really exploring the possibilities. Now, I sat, I did talk with Greg Weisman, and one thing, uh, who's the writer, producer, and it says the beginning, developed for television by Greg Weisman and Victor Cook, Weisman wrote The Gargoyle, uh, not The Gargoyles, Gargoyles, the animated series, right? which the pilot, the first thing sh- 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 shot, you see of Spider-Man. Is passing a row of gargoyles. And I thought that was a clever little oh, thing.
1: They, I didn't notice. Did they look like the. Uh... Uh, yes, they did. Oh, <laughs> so that's sweet. I thought he actually webbed a gargoyle. He does too, later than he, he
2: webs a gargoyle, but the first shot is oh, going past a whole row of them. Oh, that's cool. And so that was a nice little touch. But one thing that Greg said was that it's like, look, you've got, what now, 40 years of continuity. I, he says, uh, characters, he says, if, there's a, if a football coach shows up, then he's the football coach who showed up in issue number seven not going to create any new characters everybody is somebody that has appeared somewhere in in the books already that's nice and you know, he says i'm a fan big that's fan nice. and so you know that's and they're developing that you know i, I wasn't so sure of like the retake on electro well it's interesting because i think you know if you create electro today electro is kind of weird so like also the idea that sometimes people just you know it was tied into kurt connor's experiments i hope that they'll break away from it so it's not everything is kurt connor's fault right But – or, you know, I mean, you've got basically two. Kurt Connors and Norman Osborn are going to be the source of all evil, which is kind of what Ultimate Spider-Man has ended up doing, you know. A lot of people do come to that. So, you know, I don't know. But I, again, thought it was really good, good for kids, great entry level. And if you don't want to read – Will it
0: keep you, though? Will it keep an adult? Like, I mean, granted, you're a fanboy.
2: It's going to keep me because it's a show – You can
0: watch with your kids.
2: My son and I now watch – we watch Legion Superheroes, and unfortunately – it's canceled. This is it for Legion Superheroes, whatever uh, episodes they've got, which is too bad because that's actually a pretty good show. Um, but so, you know, I can watch Legion Superheroes with my son. I can watch Spectacular Spider-Man. Although, what did,
1: you, what did you feel about the origin story that they of, did this they just said uh, of, yeah. of Legion Superheroes?
2: Um, Left me flat. It was okay. Yeah. It was okay because – There have been a lot better stories. But I've not so really there. liked the whole Lightning Lad's a jerk yeah. kind of thing that they keep doing. Yeah, And – Nothing
1: and and because don't get along. Oh uh, Yeah, you know, but I I, I okay. liked
2: and I missed because I haven't watched a lot of the show. I have just started because my son started. Yeah, uh, I liked that they kept that RJ Brand was Chameleon Boy's father. Yes, that was. Non-stop. And so you know, it, it, it's interesting. I just you know, it, I when they finally collect those on um, season you know season DVDs, I'll definitely get them. Did you see those through. series with Boun- Bouncing Boy as the leader? No. Those no, good. Which, which I should. My son loves Bouncing Boy, yeah. I think, because he reminds me of the superhero most like his
1: dad. And the fact that he's date, he's dating a duo girl or uh, triple girl. D- well, what please, what that always
2: that. Yeah. i always held on to that. Even when I was a little kid, I was like,
0: the fat guy got her? <gasps> awesome. Yeah. You know, hope. Was that little fat boy you, Derek? Uh,
2: yes, and then I see you with your dates, and I'm like, Hi, awesome. You still have hope. I do. That's I Good. Do. That's what I'm here for. Wait a minute. I'm married. Sorry. Uh, so... <laughs> I had hope.
1: Marriage is not the end of hope.
2: No. It, and, my my uh, wife's gorgeous. What the hell?
0: Next time.
1: Um, you know,
2: so um, news that Lon picked up, and I, uh, you found it on Yahoo, uh, about Sin City. Interesting thing. A video game company is doing a, a for all of the major platforms, it's going to be Wii, isn't it? Wii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wii, PS3. Can we call PS3 a major platform? And uh, Xbox yes, you can. 360. Actually,
1: they did very well last month. And okay. okay. Well, now
0: with their Blu ray
1: winning
2: the war. Yeah, so. there you go. Uh, we, PS3, and Xbox 360 will have a Sin City game in 2009, I think they Ten, I think. 2010? Uh, maybe. Uh, but around the time when Sin City 2 will Probably. come out. But the thing that's notable about it is they didn't license the movie, they just licensed the nine graphic novels. So they're going to do. Smart move. Nine. I will assume nine video games, each based on a different graphic novel yeah. in the Sin City
1: canon. Well, uh, you don't have to. You don't have to license the likenesses of the actors. Not nearly as expensive. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: They probably. I don't think they're doing nine video games. They're doing. They the,
2: well, see, uh, uh, here's why I think maybe they are. If you follow it takes a long time to make a video, game. but if you follow what Telltale Games is doing with Sam and Max, Freelance yeah. Police, and they've done, done with Bone, uh, that they're doing a series of Bone games that are all each one is. Is one of the graphic novels. Some of novels. those graphic
1: novels are multiple stories, though.
0: Well,
2: so, you know, who knows? Maybe they will ship. They
0: also yeah. said that they were using the Unreal Engine, which I'm not familiar with that it's just a It's a physics engine. Is that a first-person engine. shooter version, yes. though? Yes, yes. So that's the one thing I'm a little kind of cautious about. Like, how do you do a Sin City first-person shooter game where... So are just kind of going through Sin City? I thought, you know, it might be cooler. You don't
1: have to shoot, but you, you would have the physics of walking through the world. You could do an entirely nonviolent
0: game. No, 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 no. What the, I mean like, is, though, shooter world. I would like to see a third-person Sin City game instead can, of a... You mean
1: like third-person perspective? Right, right. You could do the same thing with modeling, just oh, about okay. on where you put the camera. So it's just, okay. Oh, okay. yeah, Because so, yeah. I just
0: thought it would be cool to actually, like, play Marv or something. Because there is you know, actually
1: I mean, a game... Yeah.
2: That is called Unreal, right? Isn't it? Yeah, Unreal okay. was it's the first
1: game, but it's very old. The engine, but the engine. Yeah, I think uh, most recently, it could be wrong on this, but I think most recently, Doom was done using the Unreal engine. Okay, okay.
0: Well, just when I hear that, I just I, I expect. I don't know much about it, but I expect it to be like a first-person style, you know. But I mean, now that you explained it, it makes sense. So yeah, it's okay. just the,
1: the modeling is just making the structures and deciding how okay. what what things do when they fall, right? And right. They go splat. They go boom. Because I just think it'd be cool to
0: like have a third. You know, like you know, if you do a first-person game style. You get to only get to see these characters when you're interacting or dealing with them. Where I thought it would be really cool to actually control sure. the characters and have them jump more, and punch and like shoot. yeah like uh,
1: Marvel Ultimate, uh, Ultimate Alliance. Not Alliance. so
0: much that because that's more of like RPG style. But like something where you're or like – Where you're
1: standing off from behind them. Right, right, right. Them interact with yeah, yeah. So you actually yeah. get to
0: see the character and control the character. Yeah. And,
2: so maybe something a little more like uh, what City of Heroes had done. Yeah. Like I'd
0: love to be able to play hard again and go through and shoot a bunch of punks and – you know what I mean? like go City through. Heroes,
1: So you can, you can adjust your view. Mm-hmm. You can yeah, move right up absolutely. into the first person and move back out. Yeah. Of it.
2: Well, they've got a 12th issue coming out soon, and I feel like i got to see if I can investigate. Because I haven't played
1: City Heroes in years, but it sounds like they've made some really interesting changes. And Justin and I played that for about a year. It was, it was terrific fun going in there with your son. Well, Maybe not my son experience. yet, but yeah, yeah it'll, be, it'll be good. I rented
0: a son to play with that game. So. There you? Go. you? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Well, good. Okay. How's it going, Timmy? Daddy loves you.
2: Whoever he is. So, uh, well, that's all that I've got for this week. If you've got questions, comments, we uh, talk about the last complaints. Batman episode. Oh, yeah. you were going to, uh, Okay. So I didn't watch you it yet. It. Okay, I haven't so watched it yet, but I'm sorry. So, how
1: much do you want me to spoil? I saw or it. Not? Uh well not a heck of a lot but you <laughs> okay so so lost heroes is the last episode of the Batman I thought it was a fitting cap for that given, nice. given what they've done now the with villain the
2: from the end of the fourth season came back for this right isn't that
1: yeah the, if you call it a villain the, the alien, alien race so the aliens came back and the whole thing about it is the Justice League one by one gets disappears it's left to Batman and the Green Arrow and you are trying to figure out why Batman and the Green Arrow. And it's because they don't have powers. powers, right? Right. And so Green Arrow is talking to Batman before you know, I was always like had felt like I had to be on the top of my game to even justify myself being in this league. And now we're the league and they basically go and save um, the rest of the league. So I mean, a nice end cap for the for the show. It, it did it reach a good is definitely a fitting conclusion. Yeah, I I would say the last scene was a little bit... It's almost like they said, okay, let's go for the perfect last scene and then we'll pull it back a little bit and make it like, oh, it's just another episode. So, Okay, okay. Well, I'm hoping... You that, watch it this week. Okay, I will, yeah, I will. I will. I'm
2: hoping that the rumor that they do uh, a Brave and the Bold series next year, uh, I hope that comes true. I mean, although I don't know where it would be shown. Exactly the same thing as I know with Spectacular Spider-Man. There are 26 episodes done... Only 13 are committed to the kids' WB, and the kids' WB goes away this year. That's it. This is why they're casting Legion. And I'd hate for DC to lose its place. I mean, as much as I like these DC Direct movies that they're doing, they're not for kids. And I still think there needs to be new stuff that yeah, you can I share. I got
1: around watching Doomsday. I haven't not watched for it. for kids. Yeah. Not for kids. But – I mean, you, know? you got Lois Lane and Superman up at the, uh, having having uh, adult fun in the Fortunes of Solitude. Oh, yeah, great row. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sounds more like Boom's Day. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Anybody? No. Uh, okay. glad, you, glad,
2: glad you made it back, Lon. Uh, so um, that was for you, Stephanie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. PG thirteen, and I think that's fine. It, that feeds our audience. So that's why like, I don't mind there's a spectacular Spider-Man being aimed at kids, because let's face it, everything else is aimed at us. Except for the toys, the kids are—you know—I mean—they're being marketed too. But we're the ones buying it all, yeah, and we're consuming it all. And, and there's got to be stuff that really is appropriate for them.
1: It's a guilty pleasure too, as an adult, to sit and get get up on Saturday morning and sit down at my desk and start to do a little work from that i left over from work and turn on the TV and watch cartoons again. That's fun.
2: I kind of you know, yeah, I was like going a superhero Saturday. That was awesome. Yeah. Too bad I didn't realize that. Except I wanted to sleep in, and we just TiVo it, but you know, and, and show it, watch it later. But you know, still, it, it, it's it's there. I'm just hoping that Warner Animation doesn't turn its back on the properties it has for kids now. Right. So I'm hoping that Brave and Bold is real, or that they you know I'm even okay with you want to create a new Justice League, or you want to do something in the animated in the style of that new Super Friends. They're going to try, okay, because that's not going to be as like you know impotent as the the Hanna Barbera one was. Yeah, those Super Friends were super lame, you know. So.
0: Not well, back then they weren't. No,
2: because we were seven and didn't know any better. we you, loved You them. weren't even seven. You weren't even alive. Well, I was alive for the 80s version. So. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, if you have questions, comments, complaints, uh, Stephanie, you want to say something about the weird things that Lon's been saying this week? Please write in at editor at com. Rob, any other book answers we can give you? Where is little Mikey Weger? We miss Mikey Weger. But anyway, anybody else wants to write in, editor at fanboyplanet.com. I am Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of Fanboy Planet.
0: I am Lon Lopez, editor-in-chief and masterdomo of moronlife.com. Please go check it out and enjoy all the episodes of season three as we only have one more left. So, enjoy.
1: I am Rick Snyder, and I think I'll go watch season three just so Lon will have somebody watching it. Thank you. I need somebody.
0: That's when you're desperate. I'm sorry. I guess it's not. But I just couldn't do that. It's like when you do your clawback. you know? There's just there was you were out of choices. Um. This is Vicky Lewis. Uh, I'm Iris West in uh, <laughs> well, This is Vicky Lewis, and I I voiced the role of. Iris West in Justice League and New Frontier I'm um, also uh, heard as Persephone in Wonder Woman uh, 2009 release of Wonder Woman for DC and I'm actually um, uh, voicing a new character in something called Vicky Vector The Adventures of Vicky Vicky Vector which was um, created for me um, by a fellow voiceover actor he created it and approached me with it and so we're just now uh, we've hired someone to do the animation drawings on it so we're very excited about it but um, I, I'm just really basically to tell you, even though I love to act and, and it's great fun here at uh, WonderCon, I need you to use your powers only Thank you. This week's podcast is brought to you by Baggage from DC Comics.
1: Available in your shop today. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. Www.lukeski,
0: Salad. Not joining your little podcast tonight.
1: We don't want you.
0: Good. You don't get me.
1: Good. Who doesn't get you? <laughs> yeah. My daughter. Huh.
2: No, no, no. I've been uh, hanging out with her. She doesn't really. She's
1: confused.
2: There's a pretty patronizing expression on her face most of the time when Dad says <laughs> stuff.
1: <laughs> I just put up with him. Yeah. Because he feeds me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All
2: right, so long. Um, and uh, Chuck, I'm... Chuck, Chuck, Bo Buck, banana, banana fan of f- Oh, wait a minute. No, don't. Wait. You're, okay. You're fast. Okay. You're just fast. Mm. So to Michael Goodson, suck it. Except that it sounded like gay porn. Take it all. And it made no <laughs> sense to me. And I'm the dirty one? If you are. God. Well, I don't know why you said that. That was just so rude. That was for you, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, this is where we'll insert whatever we're able to do. <laughs> yeah. That's a, I wish a, I knew what we thought. That was a nice clean break. And then we'll come back and we'll say, uh, cool, well, let's move on now. So. me right. too. Yeah. Cool, well, let's move on now.
2: I believe that God is a large, well-meaning elephant who will do everything he can to protect me.